calling out to the Atascacita community. It's time for your Atascacita Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Hello, Atascacita community. Are you ready for the start of Honor All the Food Month? No, seriously. Staff noticed there were a lot of National Month and National Day of different types of food. So naturally, we had to talk about all types of favorite foods. Also, there is a major month celebration going on that is meaningful to me. It is National Adoption Awareness Month. Several friends and family members, including myself, have created their families through adoption, some through foster system, some international, and some domestic. In Harris County, there are older teenagers in foster care who face a future without stable and caring families to guide them into adulthood. Yet studies show that having a close relationship with a caring adult is critical at every age. This year, National Adoption Month's theme is Engage Youth, Listen, and Learn. The U.S. Children's Bureau and its partners will share resources on how to engage youth to participate in their own case planning, an empowering practice that can improve outcomes and lead to greater opportunities for success in their lives. National Adoption Month is recognized annually in November throughout the nation as a time to raise awareness about the urgent need for adoptive families for children in youth in foster care. To learn more about how to support National Adoption Awareness Month, visit childwelfare.gov. Today, we complete Children's Book Week, honoring picture books and early literacy. If you're looking for a great read, no matter what your age, staff have you covered. I have a lot of favorite picture books that I've discovered reading with my children, and the latest one is called The Magical Yet by Angela D. Terlizzi and illustrated by Lorena Alvarez. In a world of perpetual comparison to others, I think even adults can use the message of the story that you won't magically get something right the first time, or even the hundred and first time. That any skill you desire to have will get better with perseverance, patience, and practice. The Magical Yet is a picture book for everyone. I like sing-song rhymey words, and for young listeners and readers, it's a great early literacy skill to work on, but others' mileage may vary. Remember, if you're ever in the need for picture books, or any other library materials, you can make requests for book bundles that include picture books, videos, and magazines online at hcpl.net. What about breakfast? I've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? I want a feast. I want a bean feast. Staff took a lunch break to talk about, well, lunch. In fact, they talked about a lot of different foods and mealtimes. It's time to dive in to talk about dining. Hey, Atascacita patrons, this is PJ. This is Marissa. This is Kimberly. And today we will be talking about the good, the bad, and the craveable food edition. Yes. So, I guess I'll be covering the good portion, or even the craveable. So, I had mentioned in a previous podcast episode that I have a burger list with different locations around the Houston area 
that lists burgers and then like the address and I have my own personal scale as to how good I think that burger is. So this all started with a patron who would come up to the front desk often and kind of just ask about different restaurants in the area. And it turns out that we would frequently talk about different restaurants that served burgers. And after a while of me just going on about different ones that he could try in the Houston area, he was finally like, how many burger places do you know? Because you've been giving me like 10 now. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's, that's a good question. Let me make a list. Turns out I know 25 locations that serve burgers. I've been to each one multiple times. So I'll just go ahead and go down the list a little bit and talk about some of my favorites, some of the ones that are no longer here. So first off, my favorite burger place in the Houston area was Bernie's Burger Bus. Now, because of COVID, they did unfortunately have to shut down, uh, which was very, very sad, but they had the most delicious burgers there. And it was all, so like in the title, Bernie's Burger Bus, they were all associated with different things about school. So they had a burger called The Homeroom. They had a burger called Detention, uh, Recess. And then their giant, they had a giant like kitchen and their kitchen was encompassed in a school bus. So that was really cool. <laughs> they had this one burger, gosh, I think it was the Detention. It was two burgers stacked together and then they had two knives to hold it in place. <laughs> and I once saw one guy order that just for himself. And I was like, wow, he's Ooh. having a blast. <laughs> um, so they were very, very good, but unfortunately they have um, gone away. They're no, no longer in business, sadly. Um, but that was a really good place that I like to go to. On my second burger list, the second place would be Bubba's Texas Burger Shack. <laughs> All right, so a little, little information about Bubba's Texas Burger Shack. I told the patron who was talking to me about these burger places to go there. He went there in full, like, ensemble. Like, he had a tux and everything, and he took his um, two daughters, I believe, with him to the place. But they had just gotten out of a choir rehearsal, so they were also dressed to the nines. Oh. Um, the, the Burger Shack is located off of Highway 59 and West Park Toll Road. For some of you who may have already been there, you know what it looks like. It is a shack. Like, <laughs> it is just, it is so odd, the placement of where this place is at. It's like right in the middle of two highways. There's nothing around it. It's just a shack. But they serve some of the best burgers that I've ever had. They have um, two kinds. They have like a bison burger and then you have regular beef. And really, it's like a no-frills place. It's just your classic, like, lettuce, tomato, cheese, all that jazz. But they're just so good. Um, so I definitely give them a try whenever you're down in that area. Don't be alarmed by the appearance, because this is very much a hole in the wall. <laughs> but anyway, it was funny when he had told me that they were dressed very, very nice. And they went to this location. He was kind of weary, because it really was just under the highway. And he's like, I don't know why she should just... <laughs> Suggested I mean, this place to me. I feel like the name the says name, it. Shack. Yeah. The name. <laughs> but uh, of course, the people inside are very, very nice, and the burgers are delicious, so I checked them out. Oh, and also, if you want a copy of my list, feel free to email us at ata 
at hcpl.net and ask for Marissa's burger list. I will email it to you. You can have it. it again, it lists the location and then the address. So um, go ahead and try it out. I also have my own scale, so it's rated from one to five. But I think it's also <laughs> interesting that if you have a suggestion, also email us. Yes, and I would greatly appreciate it because my list is growing and I would love for it to surpass 25, so. That's my burger list, and that is my good foodie addition. I'll, I'll go next because I guess the next thing is the, the description is the bad. Mm. I am pretty legendary for being incapable of cooking at all. This is my personal cooking philosophy. It is much easier to simply take the ingredients and throw them directly into the trash can before you begin <laughs> cooking because what I end up making usually ends up in the trash anyways, and this method prevents you from having to do dishes. That's excellent. <laughs> so I have many, many, many stories about my legendary issues in the kitchen, but I, I narrowed it down to a few. One of the highlights of this list for me is my mother's famous cranberry sauce. I was 21 years old before I figured out that my mother's cranberry sauce just came from a can. I <laughs> was just always amazed that she had these amazing ridges and I never knew how she got the ridges onto the jello-like cranberry sauce. I thought it was just like a jello. I think maybe it's because she added love. Yes, <laughs> the, love, the love made the ridges. So, <laughs> I think so. Yes, I was like nearing marriage before I figured this out. And I was like, oh, it comes from a can. All this time, I thought my mom just had like a jello mold somewhere. Hey, but guess what? <laughs> now you can make it because you don't have it. to make it. And so when I have staff potlucks at my old library, that's what I brought every year because I thought it was so fancy with its ridges. Because that's like all I can handle making. Yeah. So buy dishes from a company called Mud Pie. And recently I saw a new dish and you can find it uh, online if you can't see it, but it's can berry sauce. This is my new dish I just got. It, it literally <laughs> is a can turned oh, on its wow. side and it says can berry. It does say that. Yeah, it looks like um, it's just a can mm -hmm. and it's cut in half and so then you can put your slices. Yes, your slices <laughs> of cranberry yes. sauce from the can oh, into cute. it. So I printed that out for the ladies here. The, so, only, yes. the only thing to top that would be if it like fine print, the ridges were made from love. Um, it's also very positive, which I appreciate. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so yeah, that that's one of my disasters that I had no idea that cranberry sauce came from a can all this time. We all make mistakes. Something else I want to talk about that was, I guess, a good thing, a positive thing, that is that my mother makes the best deviled eggs in the world. Mm. And so since we're talking about it with Thanksgiving coming up, my mom always makes deviled eggs mm -hmm. come Thanksgiving. And one particular year, she made it, and we had some leftovers. And I took them to work for a potluck, and I worked retail at the time. Mm -hmm. And my boss absolutely loved those deviled eggs. And he would like make sandwiches out of it and everything. Oh, wow. And then he married me. And I'm pretty sure my husband only married me for those deviled eggs. And every time we have Thanksgiving, he's like, <laughs> where's the deviled eggs? So Marissa, would you agree <clears throat> that 
I can't know for sure whether they're the best because I've never tried them. Oh, I agree. Maybe well, I'll convince her to <laughs> make me a batch so I can bring it back. We'll just drop by your place. <laughs> hey. Hey, Mom. So, yeah, that, that's another thing. So, yeah, I can't even make the doubled eggs, you know, so. Uh, so that'd to be, be good fair, thing. you have to, like, oil the egg and then cut it and then, like, d d scrape out the inside. I've watched her do it. Yeah. You know, I've watched her do it. I just have no. Ability. I mean, I I can't even really do hard boiled eggs anyway. Like I always mess it up every time. Just Mary like, oh. puts them. My husband puts them in a pressure cooker. Oh, okay, yeah, I heard. Yeah, that. and that actually does work pretty well, according to him. I wouldn't know. Something else that is really really good. I'm sorry, you guys out in, you know, the podcast world can't taste this, but one of our staff members here makes Sopapia cheesecake, mm -hmm. and it is the best thing on this planet, I swear. And every time we have any kind of staff potluck, which we haven't had in a while, mm -hmm. but I always request the cheesecake. I actually, we do themes for our potlucks all the time. And yeah. so I always say I want cheese theme for my birthday potluck, but it's only because I want so be a cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the main yeah. reason why I always ask for it. I think Mommy's that's like, She's like, here's the recipe. We're like, no, 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 no. It's it's you. It's yeah. you that makes it. That's... I think that was her go-to. Like, yes. that's if she didn't know what else to bring, she she she'd bring the cheesecake. Yeah, which is nice. And it's, it's my really absolute good. favorite. Oh yeah. So let me tell you. So we were talking about having a potluck prior to COVID, mm -hmm. and it was your choice, and you had said cheese, and I had just heard so much about this, like cheesecake and I was so thrilled and then we went on lockdown and my first thought was oh no I'm never it's gonna try to like cheesecake it's gonna be a whole other year before I get this cheesecake oh that's too good yeah. well so I hear that she also has to like save pieces for people yes yes because they will be gone <laughs> like, that's the one time I'm selfish at potluck I'm like no it's mine it's my cheesecake <laughs> my favorite okay so one final disaster story to share. You know how you always see on social media these really, oh, it's so simple to make this thing, video. Well, back in 2017, and I decided I was going to splurge, and I was going to try one of these videos out, and I wanted to make those cake pops. And they don't, in theory, look that hard. And I can actually bake a pretty decent box cake. Just add three ingredients. <laughs> Generally, I do okay with that. I don't mess that up too much. So I bake the cake, and I follow the directions, and I bought the right stuff, I'm sure. And still, Marissa had laughed about this picture forever. PJ, I don't think you've ever seen this picture, but this was my attempt at cake pops back in 2017. And for those of you who cannot <laughs> see this picture, it looks like I took cake pops and they got put in the dishwasher before I tried to take this picture. Yes. They are just horrendous. They are lumpy. They're falling apart. Oh no, girl. This one doesn't even want to stay to the stick. Like this one's like, <laughs> nope, I give up. I'm just not even sticking to the stick. They are melty. Oh girl, this so, is like the saddest cake pop. So Marissa <laughs> today when we were talking about doing this she brought me a cake pop to honor my <laughs> lack of cake pop, you know, abilities. And it's such a cute one. It's got a little snowman face. Mm -hmm. 
for that. And I'm very much going to enjoy eating it. Did she? But I'm also going to mourn the cake pops that I obviously cannot make. Did she buy it to honor, or did she buy it so you have an idea of what they're really supposed to look <laughs> That's like? That's exactly what she said to me. So when I made those cake pops, I sobbed, oh, like boo-hooed over those things. And I was so upset with myself, I just threw them all away. Well, it I like, taste too bad. I like that you really did. In the picture, it looks like you just finished all of them. Like, you saw how it was going, and you just finished it. So I admire that you just kept going and went with it. Yeah, like I would have just stopped. You didn't like give three. up. <laughs> I didn't give up, and then I threw them all in the trash, which proves my point that I started with. Just save the time, save your money, and throw the ingredients directly in the trash. You know, anytime somebody denies that you can't cook, you should show them that picture. <laughs> Which is why I tell people I don't cook. Anything I bring to potluck, my husband makes. So for me, I am not originally from Houston. I am from the Valley. And I think one of the earliest ways of knowing when you have encountered someone else from the valley is when they mention the glorious Delias Tamales. It's just a, it started off, I think, well, it started off as one store and then because it's gotten so popular, there's more stores in the valley and I love them. I love Delia's tamales so much. So much so that when my mom comes to visit me or any of her children, she's always like, okay, what order of tamales do you want? <laughs> and there is like, I mean, she, my mom has even gone on a plane with tamales. For oh, us. wow. I love Delia's tamales. So that's one of the things that I always crave the most. Also, around this time, I crave Mexican hot chocolate. Yes. But Mexican hot chocolate is really, um, while there's other brands, the prevalent brand is Abuelita hot chocolate. Because oh, yeah. it's a lady, it's basically a, the icon used to be a Mexican star and she used to always play the grandma. And so that's why it's called Abuelita Ooh. chocolate. Yeah, it's, her face is actually like, it's the face of a famous. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's wow. a, the face of a famous uh, Mexican actress who always played grannies and like these black and white um, pictures. Mm -hmm. To be fair, so is there a difference between your typical cocoa mix and Mexican hot chocolate? Yes, there is. Yeah. And it's spiced. Oh, yeah. Also, it's how it comes. They're, now they make a packet form, but it is never as great as the... The, the discs. Yes. Yeah. So if you've never had Mexican hot chocolate, and particularly this brand, it comes in a very thick... It, I would say, like... It's like a puck. It's like, yes, mm -hmm. it's the size of a puck and it is kind of slightly divided, but it's really hard to break. Yeah. And so what you do is you essentially break it if you want, or you can put a whole, um, let's just call it a puck <laughs> of chocolate. <laughs> and then you put um, milk, you put it on the stove, and then you mix it. 
And my mom always had a special tool, which I don't even know. Is it almost, does it look like a honeycomb? Like, is it got ridges? I don't know what it's called, but I know what you mean. And towards the end, she would always like, she would always like take it in her hands and she would just roll it as fast as possible to make it like oh, foam wow. up. Hmm. Which I have never been able to foam up my like chocolate like yeah. she does. But the great thing about this is you don't need anything. It is perfectly spiced. It has cinnamon and I'm sure it has other spices, mm-hmm. but it is just perfectly spiced and every time it gets slightly cold, I get excited because I'm like, I'm going to eat that chocolate. Yes, that's one of Um, those drinks for this time of year. It's just like, (gasps) it is delicious. And let me tell you, like it does, those powdered uh, chocolate, they don't do it for me. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I really um, enjoy when I go to the Valley is there, we have snack shacks, which I think also in Houston you can have you find some snack yeah. shacks. They tend to be like um, where they sell elote and all that. Yes, they like a refrescoria. Yes, and it's like where you get your like fruit with chamoy and all those concoctions. So we have one in particular, and I love nachos. Oh yeah. And I love cheese. Like I want my nachos to be dripping in cheese. I want them to be drowning and then I want to pick it up and it falls because it's just that cheesy. And um, usually any other place is kind of stingy about their cheese. I get that. Let me tell you, I've got this nacho lady and like she is the coolest. (laughs) She is the coolest because she, first of all, like she knew my mom from when they were like volunteers at my elementary and so now like that she runs that shack she kind of already knows what we want Mm -hmm. and she kind of sees me and knows that I want cheese so like she will give me like two spoonfuls of cheese and she knows to put jalapeno juice not the jalapeno slices the jalapeno juice oh yeah into the cheese and I love it like let me tell you the last time one of the last times that I went to the valley I just kept talking over and over about this like nacho lady and how I wanted these like nachos and so my boyfriend's like hey can we stop and get nachos and I was like yeah yeah let's do that (laughs) well it didn't even dawn on me to tell my mom that we were stopping and I had it like I had my phone on silent so I don't think I was like, I wasn't really paying attention to it because I was focused on eating nachos. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Why aren't you calling me? You should have been here by now. It's already like, did you get stuck in traffic? And I had to call her and be like, no, um, we just stopped to get some nachos. We're in the valley, but we just went to go get some nachos. And my mom's like, oh. <laughs> all this worried yeah. for nachos. And I was like, yeah, but. Sorry, mom. <laughs> They're nachos. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. every time I um, every time I go back to the valley, nachos and deli tacos. That I mean, like. Okay, I keep saying tacos with tamales. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I don't know about you, but I am getting hungry, and we should probably wrap this up before 
Oh. We can all go get a burger. <laughs> that sounds good. Yes. All right. This has been fun. I'm Marissa. I'm PJ. And I'm Kimberly. And thanks for joining us. Have a good day. Bye. Atascacita Advanced Copy will be taking a seasonal break, and the next episode will be December 12th. We are so thankful for our Atascacita community and wish you health and some really great food. You've been listening to Atascacita Advanced Copy, music storybook by scottholmesmusic.com. Podcast supported by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascacita Branch Library. Visit fold.ws to learn more about this 501c3 volunteer organization.